It's a somber start. The sad times, my friends. Sad times. Uh, For episode twenty-two of the Friends with Benefits podcast, we I, were we just hit legal age to go I drinking. Know. And now we've got a sad story to, to start yeah. the top of the show. I am Chris. I am also Chris. We, and are, we are sad. Yeah, we are sad today. Uh, we are your sad friends with benefits. Why don't you tell them why we're starting with uh, closing time today? Uh, you know, the peak behind the veil is we don't live in the same place. I'm in Lexington. You're in a little town called Bowling Green. Yeah. Um, and one of the, the staples when I would come to visit you would always be, even if it wasn't with you, if, like, I know a couple times, like, you were finishing up work or you had, like, small things to do, I would always make sure to go hit, because I'm a big craft beer guy. I always like to go check out local breweries when I'm places. And I would always go to the White Squirrel Brewery. I think it's the only one you guys have, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, you uh, you shot me some sad news today that they, they, they closed up shop. Yeah, they, uh, they posted on their Facebook page that uh, due to... Uh, COVID-19 related difficulties that they would be uh, closing their doors. And uh, they thanked everybody for five solid years here in town. Uh, but uh, they closed down not only they had like a you know a little restaurant part, but also the, the brewery. Uh, it's all shut down. So uh, completely closed up, effective immediately. It wasn't even like we're going to have a last day. We're going to have a last whatever. Uh, it was literally like, we're closed, like we're done. And the last time you were here is the last time you were going to be here. Yeah. So. And I believe the last time I was there was, I don't know, sometime 20. I can tell you the last time I was there. Uh, it was the, uh, when we did the haunted ween screening. Yeah. I remember that. I asked a nice young lady if she had a spare hair tie, and this yeah. was before I did the undercut, and my hair broke it. Yeah, you sure did. Uh, we peer pressured uh, Hall Monitor Travis to come down from. We did uh, to come and visit, and um, yeah, we uh, we had a haunted ween screening. It was like uh, I think it was either the Friday. I think it was the Saturday before Halloween. It, it, it was Saturday because I had to remember you and Obi John had that side bet. About because you thought I would come in and he thought I was going to bail. Yeah, that's right. Because I had to work that morning and uh, I put my happy ass in the car and drove to Bowling Green as soon as work ended. You proved me right, and I appreciate that. You came through in the clutch for me. I did. I did. That, but um, so, yeah, sad news. So uh, we had to, uh, you know, we called an audible on the opening music because we felt uh, that it it. It was a uh, it was an important part of our behind the scenes stuff. So um, it was worth giving a little shout out there. So uh, hopefully they uh, the owners you know can come up with another venture. And you know what the, as as the song says. Um, Every new beginning comes from uh, some other new beginnings end. So hopefully they are going to springboard into something else. And they'll come out of this coronavirus stronger on the other side. 
Dude, I hope so. I hope we all do. Yeah. Because this is bullshit. (laughs) Well, uh, where we live in our states, soon, in another week-ish, week and a half, um, gatherings of 10 or less will be allowed. So uh, a few weeks after that, I think it might be time for uh, a mass gathering of... 10 or less. We'll give it a little bit of time to, uh, to make sure that it's good. Yeah. Make sure that did you see, uh, Germany is already entering and, uh, you, you know, and I know it's Germany. I know they have to word things carefully. Yeah. For reasons, obvious reasons, but they are entering a tougher and stricter lockdown because the numbers have tripled in the past week. That's not good. Yeah, uh, that is, uh, my friends, what we like to call foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, I got a story about foreshadowing also later on in the show, as a matter of fact. Oh, good. It's great. But before we get to anything else, it's that time again. We've been going through our list. If you've been keeping track, we started back like what eight or nine episodes ago 10 episodes ago oh that has to be and we started out with the original nes and we were picking one game like your one favorite game from each uh you know home console and we're going by north american release date we're going in order and this week we are into uh where are we into the blu-ray era or are we still dvds because you have to remember, Nintendo never used Blu-ray. Right. So we are... I don't think we ever technically leave the DVD era. Really? I thought I thought that uh, they started... They switched over to, to Blu-ray 50s at this point. No, because the, the Wii still used DVD. Yeah. Is this the first system that used Blu-rays, though? Mm-hmm. I think okay, so we, we're we're breaking ground into uh, we're crossing the Blu-ray threshold at least here. So we're into we're into the Blu-ray time. We are now into PlayStation Three. This I'm trying to think like this might be the longest I ever held out before getting a console. Because um, like I mean I've been an early adopter of. Almost every Nintendo console. Yep. Uh, to the point where I've had a N64 within, and, you know, I didn't buy that myself, but, uh, well, okay, let's do this then. GameCube, Wii, Wii U, and Switch all within a month of release. That's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, this was the, this might be the longest I've ever held out between, like, release and owning. So, yeah, the PlayStation, did did I go first? Did you go first? Uh, I believe this is your turn to go first. Okay. Okay. Uh, The PS3 had a lot. And, I mean, looking back, it had a lot of really good uh, first-party games. Um, But the one I want to talk about today is one of the big first forays into the decision story making games. Oh, okay. And, uh, I like noir stuff and 
even outside of walking aimlessly around a mall saying, Jason, for <laughs> 10 minutes at one point in the game, uh, Heavy Rain is a masterpiece. Oh, I love yeah. Heavy Rain. It's, um, you know, it was one of the first things like, not first, but I mean, graphically, it was amazing. Uh, the story was just great. Have there been other better story-driven games that have done it? Yeah, we might talk about one of those soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, Heavy Rain just, and I, th- I think it was one of the first games I realized that wasn't like a turn-based game where you could like switch between characters, but this was the first one where it's like chunks of game you were playing and seeing different story. Um, from like different perspectives and had multiple endings. And, and as a dude who doesn't play a lot of RPGs, like different endings in games was kind of foreign to me. I know like the Silent Hill games had them. I think a couple of the Metal Gear ones did, but like dr- kind of drastic endings. Uh, spoilers to a what 12, 10 yeah. year old game now. Regardless of how you play, the killer always remains the same, but like yeah. the motivation and who survives and all that is always different. Uh, but yeah, just heavy range, just so good. And the intensity of having to drive your car the wrong way down the interstate. <laughs> yes. And that's where my anxiety started. <laughs> uh, no, I, I remember, uh, being uh, just enthralled by everything about heavy rain, uh, loving everything about it. Uh, just because at the time it was so different than everything else that I had played up until that point. It was, it was, um, and you'll see foreshadowing when uh, I pick a game on a different system um, where I love the your choices matter and impact what happens in the game, whether you know it at the time or not. And sometimes the game doesn't obviously tell you that the decisions that you make have an impact, but they do. Yeah, I love it. I love that game so much. And uh, I think at some point, wasn't it put up for like a a download or a remaster or something? It was like that and another game it got packaged with. Uh, Beyond Two Souls. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're the same guy and the same guy also did the criminally underrated Detroit Become Human. Oh, yeah. I vaguely remember that game. Yeah. Also, I need you to look at the text I just sent you. Oh, shit. (laughs) Ha! (laughs) That makes me laugh. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll, uh, we'll we'll get there in a few weeks. Cross that bridge when we come to it? Yeah, we will. We'll cross that when we get there. Um, my pick, I know you know, I already know my pick, um, a fantastic game. I can't say enough about it. Uh, it is ridiculously good uh, for a game. Like it's it's a game that before it came out, or the series before the first one came out. Spoiler. Um, 
everybody said it was ripping off another franchise that was kind of in a circling the the toilet drain and then that franchise actually robbed so much from this series that it brought it back to life um mine my 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 ps3 game until i die uncharted 2 what? All right, act surprise. Uh, Uncharted one was great, but it had. Man, I wish they would do this. I wish they would do that. I wish they would do this. The second game, every single thing that you wish that they did to improve on the first one, they do tenfold. Yeah, uh, if Naughty Dog knows how to do something, it's make a sequel, which really, really, really has me excited for June nineteenth. Yeah, that's oh, I can't wait. Despite the leaks, despite uh, people, I haven't. I, I have avoided like the plague. You should. Um, it, yeah, it, high hopes, high high hopes, and not like the sign outside the Amityville Horror House that says high hopes. High hopes <laughs> for real. Um, you know. Yeah, uh, Naughty Dog, you guys, um, Gold Star. Uh, uh, it was it narrowly beat out. You're going to be like, oh wow, uh, never even really thought about that. Uh, narrowly beat out Dead Space too. Oh, uh, because I feel like Dead Space is a franchise that just does not get enough recognition and love. Uh, Hold on, the first two games. Yeah, we yeah. don't need to talk about the third one. Third one can. Never mind. Um, before I say something bad, um, yeah, no, the first uh, Dead Space and Dead Space Two are criminally underrated masterpieces. That if you've never played them, do yourself a favor, uh, grab yourself an adult diaper, turn out the lights, and play that game, and lose your shit. Make sure you have some anti-anxiety medication yep. close by for the eye surgery. Oh my god, uh, there's a hilarious story um, of uh, the time where. Uh, when I lived with Whitney and I was in the middle of dead space and she was in the middle of Epic Mickey <laughs> and we'll have to have her on at some point to tell this. Uh, she had this, this nightmare that uh, combined both of them into one. And I, w I would love to know if she remembers that because I remember her being like, cause there was like, like we would watch each other play, those games because you know um it was fun to watch like oh we have like this overly happy mickey mouse game and this crazy in space like what the fuck game <laughs> and in her brain one night they it, it jumbled them all up uh so it was really funny so that was you have... so close to my my pick but it, uncharted takes it solid i actually i, I don't have a uh, i don't have an honorable mention for this one okay all right um, no love. Wait, no, 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 no. Yeah, I do. Do you? What is it? Infamous. Okay. Um, until the, like the story shits the bed at the end. Well, yeah. but the the gameplay was a ton of fun. It was kind of nice to be able to have like a god complex in the GTA game. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, have you ever heard the the Dead Island story about when I lived with Whitney? Uh, I don't believe so. So, did you ever play Dead Island? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. 
Um, yeah, like you remember the the giant like zombie guys who wouldn't ever really like run at you or anything, but like if you got up, they would just swing one arm at you. Yup, I sure do. And the they would make that like real like guttural like grunting noise. Yup. So I'm uh, in my room. I'm playing Dead Island, and uh, I I may have either like stopped and switched to something else, or like she was still playing, and I was like still playing, and Whitney like throws her head in after like an hour or something. She goes, you've been playing that zombie game. <laughs> yeah. She was like, well, I got a story. Like, oh, okay. So she's like, I was in there taking a nap and I guess she just like took a nap with like, cause they're her and John's bedroom was across the hall from mine. You probably remember the layout of the house. I do. Um, so I guess she was taking a nap and I was playing the game and one of the zombies, like, you know, I was fighting those big zombie dudes. She's like in my dream. There were elephants, but they were making that noise. <laughs> oh, God. So she was like, and even in my dream, I was like, that's not the sound that elephants make. So uh, she was like, yeah, two things. One, I'm around you too much if I know what the video game characters sound like. And two, stay the fuck out of my dreams. Ha! <laughs> I think both of those are fair reactions. Also true. Yeah. Um, gosh, PS3 though, what a great system! It was, it was so good. And at one point in time, it was the best and most affordable Blu-ray player on the market. I remember. Think that. about that. Yeah, I remember that, and I remember that being like a controversy where it was like, if you're gonna get a Blu-ray player, just get a PlayStation Three. Yeah, uh, I think John has told the story before that at one point in time. For months in a row, the highest-selling disc for the PlayStation 3 was The Matrix. <sighs> uh, well, next week, or next episode, I keep saying week like we don't do two episodes a week now. I don't know, whatever. Um, we got the the uh, the Wii, <sighs> which came out eight days after the PlayStation eight days. 3 in the North American market the first console i ever picked up at a midnight release okay um i i um understocked a wii so i could buy it uh working <laughs> at a retail place we had two that came in when it was like the height of you know we sanity uh we insanity i don't think that's a real word um and I was in the electronics department, and I said, I'm just going to put one of these back in the cage until I can get it after work. And I I put it back there, and I bought it after work, and I don't apologize for it. Fuck them. Yeah, because fuck them, that's why. I yeah, you know, no argument here. I don't feel bad, but... We'll get to that next week. Um, we'll get to that next week. Ha-ha! And I'll tell you the uh, the worst part about owning a Nintendo console starting with the Wii. Remind me, because there is one thing about owning a Nintendo console starting with the Wii that is the worst thing about owning a video game console just in general. Okay. It is the flat-out worst but we'll get to that next episode. It's going to be good. I'll tell you what I've been doing. Um, 
now that, uh, you know, there's, there's not a lot of new entertainment on TV. Uh, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of like sportsing, uh, RIP XFL. Um, you know, everybody's still just kind of in a holding pattern. There's a few TV shows that are putting out new episodes still, but it's kind of, it's slowing down. And, uh, so I've been, my viewing habits have kind of changed a little bit cause I'm going back and I'm like watching stuff that I've already seen a million times. And I'm kind of like re reviewing and like resetting how I feel about it. Like, um, a week ago I watched uh, night of the creeps. You know, I've never seen that. Oh my God. It's so good. It's good. And like, it's, it's better than I remember it being, which is great. Uh, and this all started, here's how it all started is, um, I spent a lot of time on YouTube watching, um, uh, like history of no longer around theme park rides. Oh, and so like, there's a bunch of them out there that you can go and watch that. It's like the history of the whatever ride. And it's like the rides don't exist anymore. Uh, but it talks about like, you know, all of them talk about like how the rides came to be and then like how they were executed, what didn't work, why they got scrapped and like what happened to them afterwards. And the one that like, there's only one theme park ride that I'm pissed off. I I'm never going to get to ride. There's only one space mountain. Oh no. I've ridden that a lot. Um, oldest ride in the park, still the longest lines, still worth it. Um, Jaws the ride at Universal Studios. And so to, to kind of fill that hole in my heart, I've been watching like the POV ride throughs of Jaws, the ride. And like, I've watched all the history of it. Like I can tell you front to back, like the entire history of Jaws, the ride. But then it really got me like wanting to watch the Jaws movies again. Okay. And so I'm like, Jaws, I always watch Jaws 4th of July because it's a 4th of July movie, whether it feels like it or not. It is a 4th of July movie. I save it for the 4th of July. Hasn't stopped me from watching the sequels. So last night was Jaws 2. Tonight is Jaws 3 in 3D. In 3D? I wish, uh, but you know, that's, okay. it's called Jaws 3D. That's how it pops up on the screen. It's not going to be in 3D because the, the, the Blu-ray doesn't have the, the 3D transfer. I think it does, but I don't have the glasses to do it. So whatever. Um, but if you're doing the math at home, you know what that means for tomorrow. So uh, if, you're, if you're listening to this, uh, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, that means that I am watching Jaws the Revenge, and uh, please send me a uh, a text of wishing me luck, because I don't know if I'm going to get through it. But here's the thing that I've noticed. I remember specifically thinking Jaws 2 was incredibly inferior, because the kids were so annoying. 
And after a rewatch, a fresh rewatch last night, I can tell you that the kids are nowhere near as annoying as I remember. They're just very bland. And I did not hate the movie. I actually really, really liked it and thought it was a great sequel. So that's the kind of thing that's been going on with me is I've been watching like stuff that I've already seen a million times and kind of like refreshing how I feel about it. Like checking back in with how I thought about certain movies. I've actually been doing something similar. Oh, nice. Um, I have gone back and I've been watching the first uh, four seasons of Supernatural. Oh, yes. Uh, a couple takeaways. Okay. Season one, real bad. It's very, like, real bad. It has the same problem I have with Smallville in that it's just a, until the end, like the last probably five episodes are, are better about it, but it's always just monster of the week, self-contained episode that doesn't really, doesn't really advance the plot. Yeah. Season two gets really good though. I know you know that, but. And I would always, I was always of the, 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 the realm of thinking that, um, season four was better than season three. I come to you as a man <sighs> who's ready to apologize. <laughs> Cause like season three is bangers, man. Yeah. Well, see season three benefits season three. It has the same thing as um, season three of Prison Break, where it was, it is, it benefits from the writer's strike. So hold much. on, hold on. Did you just say season three of Prison Break benefited from the writer's strike? Oh God, yeah. Season three of Prison Break is almost unwatchably bad. Yeah, and you know what? Imagine eight more episodes of them in that shitty prison. Because that's what it was going to be until they shortened it because of the writer's strike. That's my only evidence, is that it could have been a lot worse because it could have gone on for eight more episodes. That's also true. So, uh, but but Supernatural Season 3, the plot, like, that's always my issue with Seasons of Supernatural, though, is they, they, like, they lose focus and, like, the seasons start really strong with the overarching story and they end really strong, but then there's like eight episodes in the middle that you just don't give a shit about because they're always like way off track doing other stuff. And it's like, yeah, but you have this big pressing issue that you need to address that you haven't addressed for like six months. You need to get back on this shit. And then finally it's like, Oh yeah, we haven't been paying attention to this. And now it's really, really bad. And by shortening it, it keeps that story so tight and much, much stronger. That's fair. That's true. But even like, and I mean, it season three probably has my absolute favorite episode of Supernatural ever. Is it the mystery spot? It's not. Is it, um, is it, uh, Groundhog Day? It's not. Uh, is it, is it, hold on. Um, um, is it, uh, the rabbit's foot? It's not. Damn. Uh, which one is it? It's the one where they have to uh, defend the prison. Like, they've oh, been arrested. Yeah, it's the assault on uh, Precinct 13 episode. Yeah. 
That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a sad one at the end, but it's a good one. It is. It is. Um, Because, yeah, I remember um, Assault on Precinct 13 is another one that I need to go back and watch and see if I still enjoy it. Uh, Bold statement. The remake, actually pretty fun. Okay. All right. I'm not against it. I mean, you didn't come out and say the remake of The Fog is fun, so I'm not going to, like, it doesn't enrage me, so. I like doing this show and want you to still call me your friend, so. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's why we don't say uh, untrue things about each other. <laughs> like, you like, the re- you like the remake of The Fog. You think the remake of Footloose has artistic merit. See, we don't say things that are hurtful like that. You prefer the Point Break remake. Oh, God. Oh, I threw up a little in my mouth. Ugh. 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 Okay. Um, ugh. Um, so, yeah, let's let's get a palate cleanser. Um, no, that's like, that, that's kind of thing is like a lot of people, their thing is like, I'm, I'm on Netflix, like I'm finding all these new shows and I'm finding all this new stuff to watch. And I'm like, I'm kind of like taking stock of who I am and like my preferences for movies and stuff. It's a really weird stance to take. I feel like I'm doing it wrong. I'll take things you've also said in the bedroom for a thousand, oh, please, God, Alex. Yeah. No, no, that's, I know I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's, um, yeah. And I mean, I've gone back and I've been watching some stuff like that and, uh, sorry, excuse me. Like, it's been a lot of, like, rehashing TV shows, but the insane amount of, like, new horror movies I've dived into. Like, I I did a month-free trial of the IFC uh, channel add-on on Amazon Prime just to find, like, more movies and stuff. That's fun. Yeah. Um... So, like, there's been, you know, I just talked about how I've been, like, revisiting a show I, I I loved back in the day. But, like, a lot of my movie viewing has, uh, it's all been, like, newer stuff. Okay. Um, I watched the, uh, the sequel to Puka on Hulu, Puka Lives, which is part of that, like, Into the Dark series. Oh, yeah. Um, I watched the color out of space, the Nicolas Cage Lovecraft movie. Oh, how's that? Weird. I I was about to say, is it trippy? (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it's really good though. Um, I watched a movie called Snatchers, uh, a lot of, a lot of like weird, obscure B horror movies. Okay. Um, they haven't all been bangers. I watched, uh, what was it called? Uh, Bliss, which is the same director that did like VFW and, uh, you know, he has a very, like, I'm really, I kind of wish I'd watched them in the reverse order because VFW was so good and Bliss was, uh, so bad. Oh, but probably the worst one I've watched while in, while in quarantine, while I've been posted up has been this shitty movie called Trick. Oh, God, yeah, it's so bad. It's got the guy from House in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that movie's and, trash. 
Did you watch the whole movie? Uh, yeah, it's bad. Because, like, my whole thing, opening 10 to 15 minutes, great. Oh, yeah. It starts, like, it's very deceiving. Yeah, especially, like, how he, uh, he's, like, coming back and basically just, like, torturing that same cop over and over again. Yeah. Awesome. But then it's, like, it goes from, like, you know, breaking into parties and doing stuff like that to he's torturing people on a barge and has like a crane to like drive something through the front of his truck. And it's just, it jumps the shark fast and early and it, it just never, it's not good. Yeah. It's, it's crap. Like I, I had such high hopes for it because it sounded really, really good. It's not, yeah. It's not. Uh, by the way, uh, apparently, uh, I'm checking on it right now, but I think Night of the Creeps, yeah, Night of the Creeps uh, is on Shudder. Oh, sweet. And I hate I hate sounding like uh, a Shudder shill, um, but yeah, uh, if you've got a Shudder subscription, like seriously, watch Night of the Creeps. Uh, I was going to order it but it's a little on the costly side yeah uh no yeah yeah watch it on watch it and then decide like you you're gonna want it once you watch it i'm gonna warn you in advance um but it's it's got uh your favorite uh tom atkins in it i do love i do love me some tom atkins and he is like prime tom atkins like he plays, he plays a uh, a a detective. Oh god, like it's it's so good. Um, so do yourself a favor while you're watching horror movies, like make time to watch Night of the Creeps. I actually just found this uh, version that actually looks pretty tight on then, Blu-ray that I might order. And then text me and be like, "You were right. Night of the Creeps is amazing." And I'm going to be like, "I know." <laughs> It's going to be, yeah, you're going to love it. And then you're going to know why I always answer the phone when someone calls and I go, thrill me. You'll get it. You'll get it. It'll make perfect sense. Um, but yeah, so I've been, uh, I've been going, you know that I've got a, uh, a, I don't want to, you know, try and pat myself on the back and say extensive Blu-ray collection, but I've got a shit ton. Uh, yeah. I got like 650-something. No, 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 no. Let's call this what it is. I have a shit ton of Blu-rays. Yes. You have a ludicrous amount. Of <laughs> the number of movies Travis owns should just be illegal. Yeah, I feel... Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so I've been going back through, and I'm like, movies that I haven't watched in a long in a while, even if like I, I love them, or I have like a very strong feeling about them, I'm like, I'm going to watch this to see if I still feel that same way. Because, you know, some people have a favorite movie and they keep it forever. I feel like my, like my top three is always fluid. My top three is always like it contains at any given time, one of the following, um, any, any combination of ghostbusters, the original Friday, the 13th jaws, psycho, um, Yeah, like those are like they like three of those four are always in my top at some point, depending on how I feel. 
Uh, so I'm always like rewatching and reexamining how I feel. I feel like that's a psychological thing that says a lot about me that I don't really want to know what it says. Yeah. I only took a few psychology classes, so I don't really want to look too deep into what it says about me that I always want to keep trying to figure out what, you know, my, my favorite movies always, it's always fluid. I mean, then that, that's fine. Like, you don't want to be tied to be like, well, you said this was your favorite movie. And then be like that guy who's like, well, it was, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the good one. That's the good set. Yeah, I think I might go ahead and order that. Uh, yeah, you should. It's it's good. Uh, yeah, you're going to love this movie. Uh, it gives you everything that you could want. It gives you a flamethrower. It gives you Tom Atkins. It gives you little uh, midget alien butt. Um, it gives you uh, boobies. Uh, it's everything Yo. you could want. Butts. Like, it gives you everything that you could want in a scary movie. Comedy. Uh, Asian janitor. Like all mixed in together. So let's, uh, I want to ask you one question though. Yeah. What's something you've watched that didn't hold up? Ooh, good question. Um, let's see. Something that has not held up that I did like that I don't like now. Um, like I've watched, I've rewatched major league, which really held up. Um, the jerk, which really held up, um, uncle buck, which really held up, um, gosh, um, oh, do you have a, do you have a knock at your door? No, neighbors. Oh, I was like, oh man, we're gonna have another special guest. This is going to be great. Um, uh, let's see what what else have I watched? Oh my gosh! Like everything has actually been really good so far. Uh, well, it doesn't it doesn't just have to be like now, but like and at some point, what's something you went back and watched and you were like, oh gosh, how did I ever that is, this movie? Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, <sighs> A lot of like the um, uh, I'll make people mad. Uh, the Matrix movies we talked about it earlier. The uh, the best selling PlayStation Three disc at one point was the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, not a fan of the Matrix movies. Any of them, really. Um, uh, the, eh. the, there, there was a point in time where I used to say the third one was better than the second one. Now I just say that they both suck. Yeah, I think that's the better. I think that's a more fair. They're all trash. Um, yeah, I'll say they're all trash. Even the first one, which at one point I was like, this is like the apex of cinema. Yeah, not so much anymore. Um, a lot. Yeah, you know, you know what hasn't held up for me a lot? Hmm. A lot of Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. Uh, um, a lot of them that I was like, like Dogma. At one point, I was like, oh, I love this movie. And when I watched it again, uh, I was like, this is not as clever and great as I thought it was at one point. See, I was actually going to say Dogma is the only one I think that really, like, people, like, I, I had the conversation with someone that was like, Mallrats is just so good. 
and I'd watched it like a month before and I was like, yeah, when's the last time you watched it? And they were like, I don't know. It was probably like six, seven years ago. I'm like, yeah, watch it again. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I went to go see the Jay and Bob reboot. Oh God. Um, yeah. You said that was trash. Awful. Awful. Uh, seeing Jay and Silent Bob strike back before it was like, yep, yeah, I can see why I loved this. When I was seventeen, uh, yeah, and maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's just like it's it's a it's representative of that chapter of my life, yeah. and you know it it connect like and and I, here's what I tell everybody is the difference. Um, uh, however, you feel about the movie uh, Project X, um, watching it, if I had watched it in college I would have been like oh this is great I love this this is fantastic watching it when I did the only thought I had was that's going to be a pain in the ass to clean up yeah Uh, watching Project X was one of those things where I was like I just like, cause you're watching it and, you know, like they, they have like people come over and stuff happens, but like, there were so many times when I was watching that, I was just like, a, an adult neighbor would have resorted to physical violence by now. Yeah. Uh, as somebody, uh, who threw a party nowhere near that scale, but started out with a dumpster on fire and ended with somebody peeing in the living room. Um, I can tell you that your neighbor's do not appreciate that, and we'll try and put the kibosh on it very quickly. <laughs> I'll tell that story closer to Halloween because that's a Halloween party story that is like... Is it the Halloween yeah, party? Yeah, that's the one that I always say that it took years off my life. Good. Uh, Good. I still have... I think... I think... I think I still have pictures from that party also somewhere. I'll have to see if I can dig them up. I think I do. I have to see. I don't know. But yeah, oh my God. Like, yeah. So now I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, that's going to be hell to clean up. I do not envy them for having to pick that shit up. And I know that's the wrong mindset to have. I should not be feeling that in a party movie. And I know we just talked about it, but one that didn't stick or that hold together for me was, uh, when's the last time you've gone back and watched any prison break? Uh, it's been, it's been, I will say it's been within the last three years. Cause man, um, I'm trying to like, yeah. Wentworth Miller. Yeah. That dude has the emotional range of Hayden Christensen. Oh, don't be mean to him. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say this. This is what makes it especially heartbreaking for me. Prison Break season one. Perfect. Is the closest thing to a perfect television season I have ever seen. Yeah. Like it is absolutely perfect. There is not even one episode that I'm like, I don't need, I like I'm uh, that episode's okay and the rest of them are great. Like every episode 
is so good start to finish. All the characters are great. The story is great. As soon as it fades in on season two, episode one, the show goes downhill so fast. We've talked about this. Um, I don't hate season two. I'm a large fan of like self-contained episodes like that. Yeah. Where they focused on like one person. But and I think what I hated about it was uh, Fox would do that like coming soon instead of what was coming next week. Yeah. So half of the trailer for what was like coming up in the next few weeks or like honestly probably like two thirds or three fourths was uh, Dominic Purcell and Wentworth Miller. Like those two and their characters. But then like what they're not mentioning is it's like, yeah, you get like one episode with them, but it's going to be the third one. And you have to get through like an episode about this person and an episode about like these two guys. It just, it was rough. Uh, I will say, I, I think I give season two, uh, a lot of like credit cause it introduced and William Fitchner's character, like the, God, like- um, him as like the FBI agent yeah. or whatever that was like hunting them down. Perfect. Like, I, I like great. literally I have his IMDB pulled up right now uh, because that was going to be the thing that I said was like my favorite part of season two. Cause I, I like season two. It, it holds its own. It does have some down parts, but it's got some episodes that I could do without. But overall, especially when you look back on the, the entire series run, not not a dull spot. It's a bright spot. Uh, William Fitchner, fantastic. He's on Mom now. Yeah, and he is great because now he it shows like his his comedic side, and like he's a fantastic actor. I I love the fact that he still has you know consistent regular good work. Uh, yeah, f- great great actor, great character. Uh, I, I still remember, like, don't get me wrong, I was already hyped for the Dark Knight, like, when I saw the trailer, but then, like, when they show him, like, pumping the shotgun, yeah. and, like, the one scene of the trailer, I was like, bruh, that's my dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, like, I remember, because um, that was, like, the first time I had seen him in anything since Prison Break, and I was just so excited for him and to see him. It was good stuff. So, yeah, I I just, um, to me, it's the opposite of Better Call Saul. Because I consider Breaking Bad one of my top three favorite TV shows of all time. It's a very weird mix. It's The Sopranos, Scrubs, Breaking Bad. It's weird. Um, But um, Better Call Saul has the opposite effect on me as prison break where the first season is pretty rough. You got to get through the first season and then starting at season two, it gets so much better. So fast prison break. Once you get past season one, it gets a lot. It gets worse pretty fast. And uh, like the quality just keeps dipping. Yeah. Just when you think you're like, it can't get worse than this, then it becomes like a mission impossible kind of show. Yeah. With the guy yeah. that's got that like hard drive thing that swallows up data. Like it's just fucking weird. Like it not good. Michael Rappaport shows up, which is always a good sign for your show. Um 
Just... By the way, I, ha- I have him booked for next week. So, oh, good. Uh, Actually, I would so... like to talk to him about his time on Boston Public, but um... oh, what a good you, t- my man. <laughs> Referencing the show I used to love, I used oh, to sacrifice t- time watching Monday Night Raw to watch yeah. that. Fucking Boston Public man was like my shit. Remember that episode where they uh, they find the um, the notebook of the school shooting. Yes. Uh, or the one where um, the guy, like someone robs a, a convenience store and they put the, the school on lockdown because they saw the guy like he was wearing a letterman's jacket. Mm-hmm. And they were oh, my God, like so many good episodes. Boston Public was the shit. It got me. It actually got me um, really into um, or uh, to appreciate uh, classical music more. OK, because of the vice, the, the vice principal. Um, who also another great uh, character actor. Um, fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, when he, like they would close almost every episode with him, um, you know, in his office and some classical music would be playing and it gave me a much, uh, a better appreciation for classical music. So Boston public, great show. Man, we've dug up all the hits today. And I'm trying to think if there were like uh, the the one that pained me was something I went back and watched because I've been on a uh, Cornetto trilogy kick. Okay. And I always like the first uh, like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz are amazing, and I like World's End, but it's not it's just not up to snuff with the other two. But it had the impossible task of living up to those two movies. Uh, but I was like, I'd watched all three of those and I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch Paul again. <laughs> and how, how did it hold up? You know, I saw that movie twice in theaters. Oh, I went to a midnight screening of that. Wow. True story. I'm trying to remember if I've ever been to a midnight screening of a movie. I don't think I have. Really? I'm kind of surprised. I used to. I think so. You didn't get. You did not go see Spider Man three at midnight. Uh, no, I watched. Um, I watched Homecoming, and like there are movies that I'll watch on like Thursday night at like eight, when they do like the preview screenings. I'm just more surprised but, that like you were in college and like you and John and Don didn't go to like an actual like true midnight midnight screening. No, um, I know he's not going to hear it, so I could say it. Um, no, I wasn't invited to a lot of those, so I didn't go. Um, I would have invited you. I wasn't part of the, um, the, uh, um, HRL Avengers or, or whatever they, they called themselves. I wasn't part of their, the, the crew. So I wasn't, uh, I had to go see walking tall by myself. So I'm sorry. I got to go see walking tall by myself. I've never, I've never seen that. The one with the rock? Is that where he just carries around the bit of wood and beats yeah. the shit out of people? Oh yeah, Johnny Knoxville. Okay, yeah, it. it's great. Cool. Yeah, it's great. It's good stuff. I saw My Bloody Valentine 3D by myself, which was awesome. Um, you've, you, we've talked about my My Bloody Valentine 3D story. God, what a friggin' great movie! It is really. Wish you could have seen it in theaters. <laughs> You should have come here, and it would have been fine. If I'd known you, I would have. Yeah, that's true. 
It's God. You know what's crazy to think? What's that? It was barely over two years later when we met each other. Yeah. I just remember the uh, the the hurdle to to uh, start a friendship was. How do you feel about the Undertaker? <laughs> like that was that was the hurdle that I had to cross. I mean, I'm 35 and not much has changed. Still <laughs> it's still yeah. What? Uh, how do you feel about the Undertaker? Um, so, I think we're we're uh, we're at uh, almost 53 minutes. You want to uh, you want to make a call? Oh yeah, let's do it. You got anything in mind? Uh, we can make it, we we can break tradition if you want. Okay. We can normally at this point we reach out and touch America. We uh, we pick a random city and we will dial a number, random number, talk to whoever answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can we could try and uh, call someone on staff if you'd like instead. Oh yeah. Let's do it. Uh, we can call uh, engineer Paul Frankie. Uh, I don't know what he's doing tonight. Let me see if I asked him what he was doing because if he's doing something important, um, I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt him. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. I think he asked me what I was doing, and then um, I didn't ask him what he's doing. So uh, I feel like I'm a bad friend now. So. Um, you know, he asked me how my day was going and then he asked me, uh, like we text like every day. Oh, same here. And, um, he uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He asked what I was doing tonight and then I didn't ask him what he was doing. So he might be doing something. We might want to call somebody else. I don't know. Nah, uh, let's do it. All right, let's call him. All right. I'm going to go ahead and call him. Um, all right. If you didn't call him, I was just going to give out his number over the Oh, air. no, you can't do that. All right, let's call him and just see if he wants to talk to us for a minute. Let's see. If he doesn't answer, I'm going to be sad. I'm going to leave a voicemail. Oh, yeah, we're definitely leaving voicemail. He's not going to answer. He knows. No, no. He knows what we're doing. I don't think he'd answer if he knew. It. Oh, there he is. Hey, were you asleep? I'm sorry for waking you up if you were asleep. Yeah. Oh God, now I feel like a dick. Wait, what were you doing? Uh, you don't need to know. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, well, we do normally on the podcast we do a uh, call across America. And we wanted to change it up and call, uh, uh, you know, people in our circle. And I feel really bad now that we interrupted you. So as you should, I feel really <laughs> bad. Uh, my sincerest apologies. Um, I feel really bad that I, because I, I said I felt like a dick earlier because you asked what I was doing tonight, and then I didn't ask you what you were doing. So I feel like an asshole. Well, he asked me how I was living, and I never responded, so I feel pretty oh, bad, too. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, now, now who's the bad ones at, at answering text? <laughs> me. Yeah. It's, 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 talk, but, yeah. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. It's still <laughs> a thousand times him, um, unless he wants something. Um, mm-hmm. and, then it's, and then it's immediate. But, uh, you know. Um, anyway, well, we just wanted to check in and see how you were doing. Oh, living the dream. <laughs> so Good. what? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, can I have like, what are you doing tonight? 
Do you have big plans that we interrupted? Um, I, I have Dungeons and Dragons in about a half an hour. Oh, nice. 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 Are you going to, uh, what, what's going on in the D and D game right now? Uh, I, I'm going to turn into a necromancer. Ooh, nice. That's pretty cool. Um, nice. as a bar. I got, okay. I got, uh, legitimately thrown out of the temple of the Raven queen. The last time we played. Because I'm her current champion, and we resurrected someone instead of letting them die, and I got yelled at by a literal god. So. Happens to the best of us. You guys are such dorks. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I am kind of so, jealous. So let, let, let me ask you something uh, about something we talked about tonight. Oh, what no. is something you've watched that uh, upon like reviewing it, like you really enjoyed it the first time you watched it, or maybe even the first couple of times, but like when you went back to it years later, it just, <coughs> excuse me, it just didn't hold up. Most comedies. <laughs> Fair. I can Is there anything you like specific? Uh, probably any of the Vince Vaughn comedies. Oh yeah, Vince oh. I thought you were going to say the 2016 Ghostbusters. Oh, you know, no. is that a comedy uh, or a tragedy? It's yeah, <laughs> it tries to be one, and it's definitely the other. Um, yeah, Vince. You know what? You know what movie I need to see is that Jeremy Piven car sales movie. Oh, the goods. Yes, I need to watch that one because I've never seen it, and I've heard it's not good. It's. Honestly, like, I don't hate it. Okay. All right. Um, it's not, I mean, you know, I'm not, that's, I, I wouldn't exactly say I'm endorsing it, but. Yeah. But, oh, well. Um, oh, well. Well, Paul Frankie, engineer Paul Frankie, thanks for answering my phone call. Thanks for talking oh, to us, buddy. welcome. And uh, I will apologize to you by text tomorrow. It, uh, it's okay. I, I, I hope to be uh, reimbursed for uh, your free content. Oh, you will be. Um, I will. I will find a way to reimburse you. Don't worry. Sounds good. Uh, all right, buddy. Have a good night. Good night, pal. Bye, bye. <laughs> I feel so bad. Like I feel like we really did like interrupt him from sleeping. Like he was like taking a nap before D and D, and then he was like, "This is my only forty-five minutes of quiet." And then his phone goes off, and it's me. <laughs> Fuck it. But I'm glad Funny. That, I'm I'm glad that he answers my phone calls. Uh that makes mm-hmm. me feel good. So um I think He used to be he used to be worse about answering phone calls than John is about answering texts. Oh god. Yeah, that's I feel I try and not be bad about yeah. answering texts. I know sometimes I am because like I do that thing where like I look at it. I see it and I'm like, oh yeah, I know what I'm going to say. And then something else happens and I set it down and then I forget and I never get back to it. And then I have two options. It's like, do I let a week go by and then I just pretend that I just saw it or pretend that like I sent it. And then like, I just hope that like, oh, I'll just tell them that I I sent it when I saw it. And it just took a week to get there. <laughs> Which is never the answer. Like, you just jump back in a week later and you're just like, oh, yeah, man, I agree. And, yeah, I, so I, I'm like, and then it's like, do you just keep ignoring it and until, like, two months goes by? Like, I don't know. But, so, yeah, that's my always my dilemma. 
It's always. Uh, I also, uh, as a follow-up real quick before we leave, uh, I, I, I felt like um, uh, dear friend of the show, uh, Jay, tried to get me in a, uh, an entrapment Uh-oh. Uh, after the uh, last episode. Uh, where we talked, we did a deep dive on the uh, the subculture of furries. Yeah, and he he asked me. He goes, "Well, let me ask you a question." Like out of the blue, like no context. And I'm like, "Yeah, what's up?" And he's like, "When you used to watch the the, the Looney Tunes cartoons, and Bugs Bunny dressed up like the woman, he's like, did you think that was sexy?" <laughs> and immediately, I was like. I know what this motherfucker's doing. I know what he's doing. Not going to entrap me. Not. Oh, that was good, though. Not going to entrap me. It was a good try. But I said, which I I believe it's more of a comedy spot than an erotic spot. Um, You know, I didn't find uh, in Space Jam, I didn't think Lola Bunny was hot, but like, Girls in the uh, Toon Squad uniform, I'm down with. Oh yeah, but you know, not not like dressed as the bunny. Like, yeah, I got a line, man. I'm not crossing the line. I will not. Uh, what about what about Tyler Breeze in a women's dress? Oh, see, Tyler Breeze is just flat out sexy, no matter what. That's true. That's uh, true. And uh, you know, Fandango has a house in Maine, so I can't hate him. <laughs> Uh, my sister taught him how to ride a horse, so there you go. Uh, I I love the fact that they gave a guy who has a Deftones half sleeve like or half leg sleeve tattoo a ballroom dancer <laughs> gimmick. Yeah, that's the irony of McMahonism. It's true. Uh, if you want to watch something funny, or if you want to listen to something funny, by the way, really, this is really the last thing. Um, there's a uh, uh, Tony Schiavone has his podcast, What Happened When? Mm-hmm. And you'll love this because they do a watch-along with Backlash 06. Wait! Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do a back. They, they, they do a watch-along uh, with the Backlash that you and I went to at Rupp Arena, and I'm halfway through it. It's amazing. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to listen to that because they shit on just about everything about it, but in like a really funny way. Like it's so good. Um, so yeah, yeah, you got to check it out. The downside is it's like the full three hour pay per view long because they watch along. But my god, because Tony Schiavone has never like he didn't know anything about the like McMahon God thing. So, like, he's experiencing it all for the first time, and it is just the greatest thing ever. That sounds fucking perfect. So, uh, my gift to you is the fact that that exists, (laughs) uh, and you need to listen to it because, my God, it's amazing. Good, good. And that's it. That's all I got for this show. I don't know. I I think uh, that's about all I got. Are you ready for me to take a funny jab at you? Uh, Always. You know what the you know the only kind of texture worse at sending than uh, responding to text in general? What's that? Birthday texts. Ah. Oh. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I deserve that. 
eventually I'll let that go. But no, until I, then, no, until I, then, no, don't, don't let it go. <laughs> but well, so I won't let it go and, <laughs> until until I don't let it go, and until next time. Thank you guys. Stay safe. Stay home if you can. And uh, we will continue to be your friends with benefits.